Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Into the Mash, episode 17. Time flies, 17. Nice socks. You like that? They are fucking beautiful. They're almost as beautiful as my socks. Fuck dandelions. <laughs> oh, these are the best socks on the planet. So, um, I wanted to make sure that I matched my mug, which is why I gave you the green ones. Oh, Otherwise, I'd look like a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> the green socks and the yellow The green mug. socks, the yellow mug, and the yellow shirt. I'm not wearing the yellow shirt today on purpose because I didn't want my socks to match my shirt. That's just weird. You're not cool. No. your socks match your shirt. No. Why don't you move your mic around so you can sit comfortably? You don't have to stare at me. There. Can you hear me now? I, I guess so. But can you read your shit? Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's, let's review some of our recent episodes, sir. Sure. A review podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I took some creative liberty on episode 15, right? Where I, I, we were played that, uh, interlude of Eric Clapton music. Okay. And then I put that at the end and then like, I don't even know who the fuck I thought I was. Cause like. It it it's, it was like the end of Goodfellas, you know. Like <laughs> it's like I I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to give that impression. I just wanted to fill the space that we didn't record. So it's like almost immediately after you said bye, I clicked stop. So there was no like no buffer, and then so there's like some birds cheeping in the background, and you're like eh, bye, and then I was like click, <laughs> close it out on. So that. I was like, oh, that's really abrupt. Uh, let's play the music again, and I put it in. And I was like, man, who the fuck does that guy think he is putting in music at the end of a fucking podcast? The nerve of some people. Uh, fuck that guy. So um, yeah, I, I wasn't really. Amanda said it was it was really lame, and I was like, okay. So <laughs> I made her listen Whatever. to just that part. Maybe it's our lame podcast. Hey, it's there we go. Um, the interview went well. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. haven't. We've yet to hear ours on his uh, because you know, he, he hasn't we, put that up yet. He hasn't. He hasn't posted up yet. No. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I assume I sound like a douche, right? When in his. Okay. Well, I assume I sound like a douche all the time, but it, <laughs> it just in his podcast, I, I I think I'm I come across as a douche, but I have yet to hear the recording, right? Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you think of uh, uh, of the the interview on our side of things? I think it was all right. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we could prepare that prepare some more questions or. Well, I wasn't sure how much time we we really wanted to. To, what are you, why are you trying to kick the microphone in my mouth? <laughs> you, that this is not oh. a chair anymore. You cannot kick just the chair. It's the microphone stand. Open wide. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna get a microphone. <laughs> Choke on it. Uh, I wasn't sure how like how much time he wanted to devote to to ours and like his his show is is short too. Yeah, like, he usually so, does a ten minute. Yeah, so uh, not saying that there's anything wrong with a shorter show. Like you yourself, were on like on our show, you're like, yeah, it's not. Like, we don't need two hours. And I'm like, well, I wasn't really expecting two hours, but come on, man. But that's kind of how it's turned out. We've had some 
almost three, haven't we? Uh, we've had the but, four hours. Well, we've had the the, the, the four-hour split. We've done the three and a half. But those are brew days. So those are expected to be longer. But those were also the wireless brew days. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were recording pretty much everything. Nonstop. Yeah. Um, speaking of, like, do you prefer this method or that method? I don't need, think we need to put out a four-hour podcast of our conversation and a lot of it's just talking ourselves through the brew so there is a lot of that but again it's unnecessary that's part of the documentation part right is what are we doing as we're doing this right not necessarily the recipe no one gives a flying fuck about what our recipe currently is right well Well, mind you our recipe today we're recording that (laughs) our recipe is the sierra nevada pale ale clone so uh yeah thanks for that that idea dave uh we're making one up maybe we'll have to uh send a send a sample somehow um uh yeah the 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 aspect of what we're currently doing i don't think people really care is it's the the, the process like how are we we are we getting better at this do we are like are we making are we making improvements are we like deliberately making failures not deliberately but we're making them I'm, like subconsciously yeah. and i don't mean like i'm out here to to kill the brew i just no but we're we we've, we've experimented and it turned out to fail it's not so. college <laughs> experimenting no uh you're right like there there are certain things we've tested and and, you know some things work some things don't yeah the sock versus the bag i prefer the bag oh yeah i would imagine um a hop spider would be better yeah well that that's that the 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 The, stainless steel cylinder or cone, you, it cone. you just slip it in the side, and yeah. that's where all the hops go. That's you pump through that instead. Yeah, we've essentially didn't like done that with the nylon bag. Yeah, and it worked out well. Just clamped onto the the side of the brew. Yeah, tank. Um, yeah, I think we keep recirculating through there. With then it keeps the fiber of the hops, and well, we should any remaining grain ends up in the bag instead yeah. of in the beer. But um, as for the the socks, um, I would imagine we could keep doing the socks for uh, dry hopping, right? Yeah, that yeah, we that did makes that with our APA. Yeah, that we just bottled yesterday. Yeah, I left two five hundred mil bottles aside, and I used Skittles for our priming sugar. So we we did the poll. And it was like the you four, and I voted. You and I voted. Uh, we got two additional votes, so there was a total of four. Nice. And lemon or lime succeeded because I was only allowed to put four options, right? But lemon and lime are citrusy. There is an orange, but orange is much different than lemon lime. Yes. Right. So did you choose lemon so and was, or lime? It was all lime. It was all the lime. Yeah. Okay. So, one lime Skittle in one bottle and two lime Skittles in the other bottle. <laughs> this is probably the stupidest thing we've ever done. <laughs> no, it's, it's two 500 mil bottles. Oh, it's, I, it's I totally really- get that. Um, actually, I wonder if I can find the S- uh, Simpsons S- Skittle Brown. Sour face? Oh, Skittle Brown. <laughs> what do we got here? I'm feeling kind of low, Apu. 
Got any of that beer that has candy floating in it? You know, Skittlebrow? Such a product does not exist, sir. <laughs> I think you must have dreamed it. Oh, well, then just give me a six-pack and a couple of bags of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> so, ours actually does have candy floating in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, genius. Just yep. genius. Pure fucking genius. I I love it. What's a game? So um, currently, because it's what, what the fuck time is it? Not, not even ten o'clock yet. Uh, current brew is a coffee. Yes, black. Black, black as my soul. So <sighs> needs more flavor though. Do you have a confession to make to about it. our? tasting that we were going to leave <laughs> until today I was going to hold off until later but yes I my apologies I couldn't wait this is the problem when you <laughs> our golden stout was ready to taste on Wednesday yeah it was tasted on Wednesday night yeah which is fine so what did you think uh, I really liked it it was a, a lot of coffee I, I would have preferred to see a little more chocolate in it though mm-hmm the color was cool. The color was great. Yeah. The clarity was pretty good, too. Yeah. And that's... The, was it that brew that we started going through the the uh, bag? Uh, yeah. Recirculate I think as so. We bo- as we were boiling? Yeah. So there, there's that, but then uh, the Irish moss, when was that first introduced? Mm, after the... After our red. What did we make? So that was it. Golden Stout was number three. Uh, no. No? Hefeweizen was three. Yeah, okay, sorry. It's, was, it's so we hopped to it, then the red, Hefeweizen, Golden okay. Stout. So we started using uh, in, in half, but um, we haven't really tasted the half properly. No. It's or keg, we've, we've tasted it. It just everything. hasn't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sitting in a keg right now. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can salvage it. Um, fingers crossed. That's the best we can do right now. But this one here, when it came out with bubbles, I was excited. Yeah, it was nicely carbonated. Yeah. There wasn't much uh, sediment, I noticed. Yeah, like it, it was... The red had a ton. Yeah. Um, hmm. So the clarity was better and there's no sediment. Maybe the recirculating through the, the bag is... Is, is the way to go. Well, that's... Yeah. Keep it up. Speaking of bubbles, did you happen to catch that one video on uh, the Canadian Homebrewers Facebook page? I couldn't stop giggling. It was so fucking funny. So he he starts off showing off his SS Brewtech. Okay. And then he wants to salvage the CO2. <laughs> so collect the CO2 to... <laughs> so he's watching the CO2 as it's bubbling through a little jar in the bottom. But he's like, he's like, hey, can I, can I harvest the CO2? And they're like, yes, it is fully possible to harvest the CO2. This is the one thing Dad was talking about, right? That right. He, he had systems set up for, for SS Brutech. That is a nice looking setup. It is. It is very nice. Controller mounted on the side. Um, yeah, so <laughs> into a mason jar yeah. with sanitizer, and and then uh, he's just sorry, I'm just looking it up on my phone too to see what you're talking about. Oh fuck, it's going good. 
Thank you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Piaz. If I pronounced it wrong, my apologies, sir, but uh, yeah, you have a nice setup. I'll give you that. Um, did you actually see the response from our uh, Uh I'm looking now. Like we ended up with 18 <laughs> likes, not including yours. Uh, right on. Somebody posted Trump with Covfefe on the. Yeah, um, we got a couple of guys in here saying, "I, you know, oh, I'll explain give it a go." The style golden stout. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, the recipe you itself. The recipe. Yeah, like it, I, I posted the recipe. I'm showing you the picture. I don't know how much more I can explain the style of golden stout. <laughs> I like this one. Well, my mind's made up. To the brew shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we got uh, Duncan, a guy. Thank you. A, uh, a guy here, Jason Adams. I'll give it a go. I was looking for a new recipe today. Great timing. Thanks. So, yeah. And then Stephen Sargent. This is a style I can't come on board for. All of the ones I've had were crappy ales with coffee or burnt taste. Well, Stephen, I'm telling you, this is not like that. Now, you thought it had a little bit of vodka taste. Well, yeah, part of the recipe is steeping the coffee beans, cocoa, and uh, vanilla bean for a week in submergent vodka. Yeah, so to, I, to I get the, of, the extract. Yes. But you and can't all just... all that is poured into... Well, if you were to just dispose of the extract, then you're not adding anything. Right. You're just you're throwing in a bag of stuff. We threw in the bag of stuff as well yeah. as pour it in. Um. Could could it have been that the bag of stuff would be the problem? To give it the the vodka, yeah, flavor because that's it would be vodka infused, you know, beans. Yeah, so was the, the liquid was all coffee bean infused vodka. Yeah, I don't know I, if if that's the recipe. I don't know if there's any way of getting away from it. It's not terrible, but I'm I'm not a huge big stout drinker, anyways. I so didn't. It was I honestly flavor. didn't get a, a vodka flavor, no. but um, you know, maybe it, it was we'll strong coffee for sure. Yes, but like I, I would love to see maybe a little bit more chocolate, maybe a little more vanilla. Yeah. So we, I would at least do like just play two, the ratio. Yeah, two or or four times the amount of vanilla, because it was one bean, wasn't it? Yes. So and we threw in four the two beans. beans. I think were like. Eleven dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Could you imagine ramping that up? That's a that's like yeah. just scale take it a, up. Just scale that up to like a seven BBL, <laughs> and you're like, I'm just gonna take a vanilla tree and throw it in there. <laughs> well, if we get the homestead going, we'll just start growing vanilla. Hey, hey uh, that was Nova actually, Scotia vanilla. I I got thinking about uh, how how am I going to. Like sustain dandelions for for the sale of dandelion mead. Yeah, and I like you can't guarantee that there's not pesticides. And I I fear even though you're going to be boiling water and stuff, right, and steeping the 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 petals. Yeah, I don't feel good about so any pesticides. Organic dandelions. Organic dandelion mead. This seems to be a lot of effort, right, to make organic dandelions which means i'm gonna have to have my own field or hydroponic system for dandelions for a product that i'm gonna end up calling fuck dandelions it's a lot of effort for something you hate so much (laughs) oh you put the poll up on the canadian homebrewers um i was hoping to get a little bit more input yeah yeah. um yeah so uh as for the dandelion stuff um there's got to be something like 
So your homestead might have to be a field of dandelions for well, half the actually, year. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to also have some hops growing on our land. Gotcha. Like twenty foot tall plants with hops growing on them. Yeah, like b- a bunch of rows, and then we just use it use it in the brew pub. Speaking of using it in the brew pub, um, <laughs> yeah, that thing's going to ape shit over there. It's going to end up sticking to your. Uh, by thing, I mean flytrap. I bought some flytraps so that uh, we could get rid of our, our friends, our uninvited guests while Turns we're brewing. Flies like sticky wart. Weird. Yeah. Sugars? They like sugars? Um, anyhow, so I got to thinking about the the uh, the cannabis brew. Yeah. And how we can encourage people who are uh, growing at home to uh, to give us their clippings. They, right? If they bring in a bag of their clippings, give them a beer. <laughs> to start bartering. Kind of. Like, they, they can have a, a, a beer on the house, right? We'll mark it down as, uh, as uh, a waste or a, uh, a marketing cost, right? Yeah. Um, like, it's not like we're just going to, you know, not keep track of our, our ins and outs. It, it, simply put, like that one beer is in exchange for product that they're delivering us, right? And so that we can make a cannabis infused beer. Yeah. So why the well, fuck not? Like if you're going to no, be trimming anyhow, yeah. bring us your trimmings. We get a whole bunch of leaves. But then you get into a question of if there's different flavors from different strains of cannabis then we have to make sure we know all their strains and we just store them separately. Right? Like, we, we gather up all strain X and then we put it in the fridge on one shelf. Yeah. Right? Put it in a, in a Rubbermaid container or something, right? In, in, a, in the freezer or the walk-in fridge or something. Uh, and then we go strain Y. And then, so we just, somebody brings it in, like, what is it? Like, oh, just add to that, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's this. Oh, well, we got some of that, and this, gone, right? So we need to find out whether or not that ingredient will work in our brews, and if we can make something. True, and then when we we advertise the fact that, you know, we'd like you to bring us leaves, right, we have a need for this. Fan leaves from whatever. Yeah. Call it cannabis. Sure. I don't know. I like the idea of, of... crowdsourcing the materials like that, right? But I don't want like a thousand people coming to me with their dandelions. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of the idea of uh, a community craft brewing company? Yeah, you mentioned that this morning. Um, I like it. CCB company? CCB Co. Community Craft Beer. I don't think it or exists. Or Community Craft Brewing Company. Uh, craft Brewing Company. Uh, the Craft Brewers Association of Nova Scotia. So that didn't come up with anything when I, when I looked up Community Craft Brewing Company. I, like, it just... That's the whole thing. And I didn't come up with a single result. So, so far, it's available... It's it's better than the response I got from the brew brew fairy. Yeah, he didn't uh, like brew fairy. Not eh? so much. Thought it was something like you know magical that 
they, they, you know, they, it brings beer to the good boys and girls. <laughs> Have like Peter Pan on the logo or something. Um, I was thinking of just like a fat guy with like a like you know like a, a an underbite with like little tiny fairy wings, right? <laughs> and like a a big beer mug bigger than him, right? And he's like flying, like cartoonish, with, very cartoonish, yeah. yeah, like the brew fairy. Yeah, um, but that's a big no, eh? I, so much so that I didn't even write it on the list. Yeah, I don't think that would work personally, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, your opinion matters. So, should I add uh, the Community Craft Brewing Company? Yeah, hold on to that one. Okay. I like that idea. And we can definitely take a, a page from the, uh, the book of Mobcraft, where people come to us with recipes, and we make a small batch... We let the public, you know, vote on it, and if it becomes a staple, it becomes a staple. We well, the, the provide recipe. the recipe to the world again. Yeah, to start with the recipe in like a five-gallon batch, to taste it with the the recipe creator. Yeah, and then if that works, scale up to one batch, one one uh, unit tank batch, and see what the the customers think of it. Right. Yeah. And then the the whole point of the community aspect of it is that you give back. Like it's completely open sourced. Cool. Right? An open sourced brewery. Now, in the tech world, that's really important because you're sharing knowledge. In the beer world, it's, it's kind of a similar feeling. Right? Where everyone wants to help each other out. Until Maybe, you get But then I'm sure there's also recipes that are like highly guarded. guarded. Oh yeah, proprietary information is proprietary. Like that you want to keep some things secret. Mm-hmm. Right? But in the other stuff, like if you modify any um any library that you use in in the coding world, right? You get to keep your own version of it. Okay. But if you like you have to license it. So either it's license if it's previously licensed in in either um, MIT um, or or uh, what was it? the 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 other Commons whoever it happens to be um, regardless it really doesn't matter for the sake of our conversation it's licensed to the world it belongs to the world but you can take that modify it relicense it and it's yours so is that like Bitcoin. Because I thought, isn't that one like a public ledger? Everyone has it if it's, if they. No, no. This is, I'm talking the source code itself. Okay. Right. Um, so the 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 software that's running so that Bitcoin can be a thing, that code. Okay. Um, give you an example. When I was working for RIM, uh, we had libraries that we were using that belonged to the world that belonged to Apple that like the, the, that Apple would take the world stuff and rewrite it for themselves and they need like there were so many licensing agreements that were just more confusing to read that shit than anything else I'm trying to make that no it's about the arm on my oh, the, the arm on my mic doesn't seem to want to sit properly boom da boom da boom base bringing the base thank you yeah um yeah so the the community aspect of brewing like they're as i was saying like it seems to be that everybody wants to help each other right until you get to a certain point then the lawsuits start 
I don't know if you're familiar with the one one of the more recent ones. It was like Stone Brewery. Oh, didn't Dave mention that? Uh, Stone Brewing lawsuit. Dave on from Beer in Front. I think he mentioned that in his most recent. Yeah. So yeah. Episode twenty one. So yeah, the uh, Stone Brewing disputes trademarks with Kentucky Brewer and a hundred other brands. So that anybody with the word Stone, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then that it becomes a trademark, you know, legal fight. So, um, who, so our cornerstone idea would be. Oh, we'd, yeah, we'd be on the chopping that's block. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, Sawstone Brewing in Moorhead, Kentucky. Right. So, they they were a target of Stone Brewing because they used the word stone. There was, uh, and this happens a lot in the tech world too. And um, Clash of Clans was it? No, uh, Candy Crush. Oh, that's what it was. Ca- Candy Crush Saga. Uh, so I, I typed in that uh, Sawstone Brewing. There's a GoFundMe to stop the bullying. To try and fight back and stop the bullying of this. What's the company that's um, like trying to sue? Stone Brewing. Stone Brewing is getting sued? No, they were suing everybody. Oh, okay. And Sawstone is the... They were a target. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, man, Candy Crush has been suing everybody. <laughs> Fuck. Really? Fuck them. Anyone that has a, a game that <sighs> slides... Yeah, there things? was a point where I, th- I think it was the word Saga. that, that That's what they were trying to what? protect. And I'm like, you, you can't protect a single word. You don't own words. Well, that's like early in, in the. the well, if, if you podcast. make one up, if you make up a word, right? Like kofefe, that's not a word. You can make that up and trademark it. But words that you don't own, you can't own. <laughs> Period. Isn't that like I was going to say the early when podcasts started getting popular, someone tried to like copyright numerical sequence of things. So if you if you if you were labeling your epi- your show by the number of episode, they were trying to say that you owed them royalties. Yeah, if only we didn't have a numbering yeah, system right. to begin with. You know the number line. Oh, I, I own the number this. line. Yeah. Fucking jerks. I there's there's another lawsuit that's happening right now. Uh, however, it's beating the crap out of the tech world, so I'm really liking it. Oh yeah, what's yeah. the so uh, Patreon? What's the claim? Patreon basically um, they cancel certain uh, creators, okay? Because it's their platform, they have the right to. Sorry, I was lost for a second there. Okay, what did you hit? Um, just Alyssa Milano and Joe Rogan. <laughs> stuff. They're just the tweet what on kind the, of word, world do we live we, in when Joe Rogan has more followers than me? Her, her actual tweet, we live in a world, and then in caps, where Joe Rogan's podcast has triple the listeners as mine. Dear God. What She's so fucking full of herself. Uh, what a useless bitch. Like, <sighs> so, no, she she's actually like is. She, yeah, she's, she, she's so... Um, she Very has done nothing for anybody, yeah. all right. And then she uses what what her her 
trickling fame at this point, right? Because like it, she's no longer the person she was when she once was. Is she acting anymore? Uh, acting like she means to anything to anyone, yeah. um, you know. But then she she says she's, we we must believe all women, and then Joe Biden, uh, you know, his shit comes up, and yeah. it's like no no we must believe Joe Biden. Like n- what happened to you like a month ago when you were saying the exact opposite, right? What how, what changed between then and now? Was it the money that you just got? Right? Did you just get paid to be the new follower? You're like, oh well, I, I, I said that you need to be Joe Biden follower, but then he did something bad, and now I have to go back against. Get some fucking integrity, lady. I don't know if she's aware of it. I don't know if a lot of people that do the sort of stuff are aware of it. They're just overly emotional and scream at the world for not being the way they want it to be. Yeah, well, if someone's going to get angry at me for calling Alyssa Milano a, a, a useless bitch, uh, please send your hate mail to the garbage can because I'm not going to read it if I get it. Wow. There. Yeah, this thing was like a huge Twitter storm from her. Like, this carried on for a while. I'm not going to bother reading any more of it because... I don't care that much, but what were we saying before this? You were talking about a lawsuit that was affecting the tech world. Oh yeah, yeah. So Patreon. I'm surprised that I remember that. I neither of us are high or I drunk. Pay attention. Okay, you, you could be a little high. It's fine. I might have vaped a little bit. All right. <laughs> uh, um. What was this? Oh yeah. So Patreon. Um. So basically, when they cancel somebody. Right. They can kick them off their platform, yeah. and it's them silencing whoever they don't like, and they're completely allowed because it's their platform. Private company, yeah, all that argument. Okay, but then the people who uh, paid money to that creator, yeah, uh, f- someone found a way to create a massive lawsuit against Patreon. Like class action. Class action, but it, like the... Um, um, let's, let's bring it up, okay? So, pay, pay. Yeah, because I, re- I remember there was some issues with them and canceling people and like um, Dave Rubin and Sam Harris just like they canceled their Patreon in protest. Yeah, yeah. So, Owen Benjamin, uh, I'm not even sure who Owen... The huge ben- pianist? I think that's like part of his thing. He plays piano. Owen Benjamin, uh, he is... Yeah, hugepianist.com. Anyhow, so Owen Benjamin... uh, So his fans started a lawsuit against Patreon. A uh, class action lawsuit... And all the arbitration fees have to be paid up in in front. So that's uh, according to some of these numbers, and I don't know how legit they are, but like a ten thousand. Um, so a ten thousand claims. No, sorry, a hundred plus claims at ten thousand per arbitration up front. Wow! Like. It, we're in the millions of dollars, like ten million dollars, essentially, have to be paid right up front by Patreon for the arbitration of these uh, these civil cases. Wow! Yeah, not awesome. And they have to go through each one, every single one of them. Yep. Wow! But they all have to be paid up front. 
And wow. so Patreon is uh, now in the now in the hole when it comes financially. Well, I don't know what their monthly income is. You think they're that ten million is going to hurt them that much? Um, no, but once like since they lost this, um, you know, th- th- this whole thing, the uh, loses lawsuit against Owen Benjamin fans. Um, there were seventy-two of them apparently that uh, that Patreon tried to sue. But like Patreon, just, Patreon tried to sue. Yeah, or they tried to sue Patreon. Um. Uh, convinced a hundred fans. So Owen Benjamin convinced hundred fans to file claims against Patreon for banning him. Now Patreon is counter suing them. Uh, this is the Daily Dot Dot Com. Okay. Um. So Owen Benjamin has managed to get 72 of his fans sued by Patreon. Right? So Patreon banned Benjamin for violating its policies against hate speech, which isn't a thing. Like, no, it's a, it's you a can, tool. You can disagree by. with someone. Yeah. You can say hateful things, right? That, but it's not hate speech. There's no such thing as hate speech. Right. Well, there is in Canada. There is in the UK. Because the law just decides what is deemed appropriate enough to, to find you and Which send you to prison. Which will be changed depending on who's in charge. Sure hope we fix that shit. Stupid. No, there's no long-term vision. Never. With politicians. No. Um, what can we do right now to keep me in power so I can keep being corrupt? So, let's see here. Um, so they kicked him off. And then he has been banned by YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for anti-Semitic and other hate speech. Well, anti-Semitic is is specific, right? That's you say things about about the you know the Jewish population. That's very specific. Okay. Okay. Hate speech. Very subjective. That's a broad term, kind of a catch-all. Uh, sure, it can't catch any. It doesn't even catch all. Catch just whoever we want. Yeah, like it, it. I deem what you meant, right? Like what you said about Melissa Milano. Uh, Alyssa Milano is a is a useless bitch, right? That is. <laughs> That's it, an opinion. That is a very yeah. It is my opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, there's no truth in the matter. It's my opinion of her. Obviously, um, I can. It, uh, if I if I publish something like that, I- is it libel? Because I think it's still an opinion. If I if I kind of if I build a you know a line of truth that says like this is my uh, my my reasoning behind calling her this ca- calling her this, um, maybe that's libel. But I don't I don't know. Either way, well, it's still my opinion. Libel. I don't. I, we're not lawyers. No, <laughs> libel and slander. Like, what's the Sla- slander? Is making a, uh, was me saying things to make her character look bad. Okay, right. Uh, but you didn't hurt her character. No, by saying that, I don't. Sure, she's doing that herself. <laughs> Absolutely, she herself is doing it. Right by not having integrity to stand behind her one statement when something new comes up that. Obviously, she it's you know, counter narrative, so she flops. Yeah, flip flops, right? Um, so back back to this one here. Um, 
apparently he tried to sneak back onto Twitter and YouTube, and they, they caught his new accounts, so they banned him again. Jeez. So he filed a lawsuit against Patreon when they banned him. Um, got a hundred of his fans. They also... And then... Court records state Benjamin used a multiple of individual claims, all which were filed by his lawyers as leverage to attempt to convince Patreon to settle. And Patreon refused. Now Patreon's suing 72 of his fans. Yeah. Somewhere down the line here... What what could they be countersuing for? I'm not really sure. Um, the lawsuit is about keeping hate speech off of Patreon. So you just call up Ben Shapiro. He's a lawyer, isn't he? Yes, yes he is. We won't allow former users to extort Patreon, and we are moving these frivolous claims to court where they belong. So I guess they just wanted to push it further. Like, you sue us, we'll sue you. Yeah. Right? But then... Yeah, it, it gets insane beyond that. Um, all right. Going on, we have... What do we have here? Ten minutes before... Uh, mashout? Before Mashout. Okay. Um, there, there is no, no... Nothing modified to this Sierra Nevada. It does have a lot of hops, you're right. Um, but it's... Uh, well, the, what was the one modification? They didn't have the... Magnum hops. Oh, well, yeah, we changed so we uh, changed, changed one of the hops. Um, I could have kept the, the Magnum. He did find it eventually. Oh, yeah. I just had already bagged it and tagged it. Good enough. So I said, fuck it, we're getting this one. We're getting Warrior instead. Um, similar attenuation. Um, beyond that, it's just the yeast, which what they have in stock, and I picked a similar yeast. Okay. Um... Those are the only two changes, but um, we don't have to do much other than the hop schedule when it when it comes into uh, the, boil, the boil itself. Yeah. Um, and we have the hoist. We have that ready or the the ball pulley the system. Ratcheting strap, slowly pulling this barge. Yeah. So the tank. Yeah. So we'll pull the the mash pipe up slowly, keeping approximately. Um, an inch of water at the top as we sparge. Right, just above the uh, the grain. Yeah, just above the grain that's there. I would like to see... A, we have to get to, like, almost eight gallons, right? So, this is the one thing that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, is not knowing where I'm currently sitting at. Inside the boil tank. In, in the boil tank the and the mash pipe combined as I'm sparging. You know, so it, it works if you, if with this uh, ratchet or this pulley system, to have that mash pipe hover above and you can look through and see the, the level inside. But that doesn't work if your intention is to have it slightly submerged in the. Water. True. I don't know if that's going to make a big difference. To to have it slowly come out, I mean, bring it up like a quarter, maybe. I don't know. I mean, this is a first test run of it. We'll see how it works out. I just want to make the sparging process take as long as possible. Okay. Right. And not not like I'm making it last longer than it should. I just as long as it should take, or it, it I, we should try to go that. We shouldn't try to rush this at all. Yeah. 
there is no wheat in this in this recipe. Like what? What was it? It was two row and uh, crystal sixty. Crystal sixty, yeah. So, um, like we shouldn't expect a stuck mash, but the the, the slowing down of the uh, the lift and the sparging will help with stuck mash apparently. Okay. So if that's going to help, that's what you got from that Bruja video. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. we just need to keep an eye on. Uh, how much water we're sparging so we don't overflow. Yes. So and slowly bring the grain out of the water. Yeah. As we raise to boil temp. And keep the grain not exposed to oxygen as we're sparging. Right. Cool. Well. So that that is the attempt today. Is is try to work some magic with that mash pipe. Still have that idea for the sparge buddy, by the way, which might actually work with a colander, right? A colander under a, a pipe, so it's oh, to, to spray to spray the water. So as the water huh. hits the colander, it goes spraying through the holes. What do you think? Oh, that's kind of cool, right? And so I still need a way to. to so we need a colander that fits the top of the 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 uh, mash pipe, uh, and then just pour into that, and it'll. Sure, sure, but I still want the 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 ability to scoop a bunch of stuff and then like, and then. Huh. Sparge buddy. Sparge buddy. It's like a. We'll, we'll make some drawings. We'll get we'll get that motherfucker from the uh, slap chop. <laughs> and, and like <laughs> this is Sparge buddy. Like, <laughs> Him and Ron Peel. There you go. Side by side. Uh, is Ronco still a thing? I don't know. I don't. I don't recall the last time I actually saw a Ronco commercial. I infomercial. It's not a commercial. It's well, it was an on infomercial, cable, right? So I haven't seen cable since yeah, 2005. Um, I I think uh, after. Uh, after the Ronco commercials and the Slap Chop stuff, we like we we went on to the next guy. Uh, what was his name? Oh, Billy Mays here. <laughs> that, Billy Mays made a made a hit for a while. Now it's the dude with the fucking um, Leak Seal stuff. No, not Leak Seal. Um, Flex Seal. Flex Seal. Where you spray a screen door and make a boat. Yeah, that shit really works. By the way, does it? Yeah, and I've used it for my gutters. I used it for the uh, the the bottle bin filling station. I sprayed it all over to the uh, the oh, cardboard yeah, insert. Right. Yeah. And so because I figured if we're filling that with liquid, I don't want to have the cardboard all wet. Ronco, fate the fate of Ronco apparently small appliances. Yeah, so bankruptcy. Oh, they tried to take their financial situation and set it. And forget it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Yeah. They had a good run. 1964 to 2018. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Holy fuck. That, that's a long time to be in the fucking limelight, man. Founder Jesus. Ronco Peel. Wow. It, well, is he alive still? Uh, looks like it. I don't see a an end date. Was born May third. Okay, let's fucking track him down. Have him on the podcast. Oh fucking yeah! Obviously, I want I want to bring him on the podcast. See if he'd make a, a brewing like machine, it. the Ronco beer maker. <laughs> right. Take all the Ronco good stuff. That, yeah, well, take all the good stuff that we 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 finding with the with the Bruzilla. Right. Convince him to build something like that with modern like the small modifications 
And if you order now, you get you get the Sparge Buddy. <laughs> Have him fucking create the Sparge not Buddy one, for us. Not two, but three. <laughs> and share your Sparge Buddy with a friend because we'll give you, if you order in the next 25 minutes, we'll give you another Sparge Buddy. But hurry. <laughs> I, did limited I, supply. Yeah. No, I once explained to you the um, the, the the aspect of um, sales in the pressure like, sale. Yeah, the, and a lot of the infomercials are all of that. Oh yeah, they they make it seem like there's only so many you can get. And yeah, sell, there's sell strategies. There's strategy. there's an urgency like if you don't if you don't order within the next twenty five minutes, there's yeah. a fear of loss. Like yeah. it's they they really don't give a shit if you order or not. And they're, they're they're just saying what they can, and that's an, an immediate indifference, because they they know people are watching, but they don't care who's watching. Yeah. And yeah. Well, they've got they've got strategies, and they keep doing them, so they must work. Uh huh. Yeah. Let's find Ronco, Ron Popiel. We'll find him. Reach out to us. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a fucking find. Him? I am going to fucking find that guy and say, <laughs> look. Your company went bankrupt, but let's get back into the brewing era. The Ronco brewing system. I'm pretty sure it would put his company back on the map, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, the way things are going right now, like the, 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 the market's owned by Kegland and Grainfather, right? SS Brewtech is kind of in there, right? They're, but they're like the underdog still, because they don't... Nobody really talks about them. They're, well, they're not in the same... same price range as the Brazilla. Uh, everything SS is pretty pricey, isn't it? it, it do they consider themselves a uh, a, a luxury version or what? Oh, possibly. Well, it, they are just one of the, another one of the conical, right? They're the yeah, small like the small scale version of the. I think it's unfair for me to say that they they are the underdog. Well, because I just never really hear They're just about a different them. market. Yeah. So, the all-in-one brewing systems, right? And I'm excluding that spike system, right? Because it's not an all-in-one. That's separate. It's separate a massive table pods. that you had a, a, a command unit and fucking pumps attached to the table and these things with the heating coils inside the pots and sorry kettles. It works. It makes beer, but it's not an all one. Oh my god, it was just really complicated. Um, but yeah, like, could you imagine all of the the things that we were we've been bitching about in that thing? Like, yeah, like it it would work. Like a that side leveling thing. Have a way to measure the 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 current volume plus. You know, okay, well, now I need to get to my sparge level here. Calculate how many cups I need. Boom! It tells you how many cups you need. Right. Like digitally or just how? Oh, yeah. Like, so it, it, it'll know the level that it's in, right? And you get, you raise it to where you want it to go, right? And, it, and the little calculator will fucking just spit out numbers for you or something like that. Hmm. Um, it, it's humanly possible to figure this stuff out. And then you just make a computer do it. Yeah, just so, do it one time. Yeah, like as long it. as a human can do it once, a computer can do it a million so times. So you just set it and forget it? There you go. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's making a difference on, on brewing, like home brewing beer, right? You know, just set it and forget it brewing system where essentially you don't even have to be there to brew beer anymore. <laughs> well, where's the fun in that? I don't know. It, it, it would be a different market. 
right? It, it would be for the, the guys who just want to have their own beer, but don't want to do all the work. Not that this is real work. Yeah, okay. we're sitting here and it's happening. Look at that. The clock See? on the wall says it's happening. time to mash out. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, okay, can we talk about this when we get back? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we'll, okay, let's uh, let's put a pin in it, and we'll see you guys in a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, right before we get back to the Ronco stuff, let's get two things out of the way. First one, we've got about an hour and 15 minutes of this sparging that we've been doing. It's uh, I like the hoist. Worked. It's easier. Yeah. Less strenuous. Um, we can see the volume of the actual Just, boil yeah. at this point, or being the pre-boil. Able, being able to have the mash pipe hover over the boiling kettle is nice. You can see the level. Yeah. It's a fix. Um, I did turn the second um, heat, uh, co- heating coil on. Oh, okay. okay. So it was off? Uh, so, yeah, we had the 500 on. Uh, I turned the 1,000 on as well. Okay. So it's working up to boil temps. Yeah. So I figured we have plenty of water in there that can get up there. Um, and then the last thing that we want to address is... Oh, uh, what's in the box? I want to know. Nice <laughs> sound. It's fucking lovely. So we're having our own brew today. Yeah. Fefe Golden Stout. So, yes, we've already had some. Um, but, uh, it, it's ni- nice to be able to brew, you know, to have some more. I was going to say there wasn't much head as you were pouring, and then I was like, well, are we going to need a second? Oh my God, does that look gorgeous? Yours isn't going to be as full as mine. That's okay. It does look amazing, though. That orangey color, right? It's 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 like approaching. It's not quite. It's almost like approaching an amber, but not quite. Yeah, it is still golden. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Just like I remember it. Oh. Are you looking for it? I'm looking for the vodka flavor. I'm not I'm not really picking it up. It's but got like a, a bit of a bite on the back of the tongue. It's All right, let me try. Ask. I'm just going to grab my brew book to kind of compare the colors. <sighs> There is a little bit of cloudiness, but uh, I wonder what we could do to get rid of that. I got Katie in the background because she's in her her own little call. Um, What can we do about the... it's, It's cloudy or hazy. What would you call this? Yeah, hazy. Like it, yeah. or is this one of those terms that the that it's could mean? Right? Yeah. Um. What, what was the the one from JRE? Uh, I think it was a um, medium amber. Hmm. What what? Uh, I think it was a Dan Crenshaw episode of the JRE where he's like, "Are you in pain or are you injured?" <laughs> you know, like hurt? Are you injured? 
yeah, sorry, are you hurt or you're injured? Yeah. Are they synonymous to the regular public, but does it mean something to a certain few? You know? Possibly. So, so what do we got? I'm just comparing the colors to our uh, How to Brew book. They've got a spectrum on the front page. Ooh. We're looking at about maybe 10 SRM, like a pale to medium amber. Hmm. And we were expecting what? Uh, do we know? Uh, uh, maybe deep gold to pale amber. So maybe a 7 SRM. Oh, you want to pass me the clipboard? I'll uh, see you look at the recipe if it's there. Because uh, oh, I'm pretty recipe? sure we didn't write it down, oh, did we? you're right. Pre- previous stuff. Okay, so you're saying a 10? No. Deep gold to pale amber, so like a 7 or 8. 7 or SRM. 8. Okay, and we are expecting a 7.24. Perfect. That worked out. Look at that. An SRM is a standard reference method, a way of describing a beer's color density in numeric fashion. Good to know. So, um, we did it. We, we, we made the golden, uh, we, golden now stout. Now, it was called a blonde stout. I prefer the term golden stout, because right? it's more gold than blonde. Blonde, to me, is more yellowy. Like towards straw. Yeah, that's so blonde. Like a three SRM is what this scale is saying here. Yeah, and so that's why I prefer the term golden. As, as you know, the people have seen me sharing the recipe as a blonde stout, and I just keep calling it golden. It's not because well, it is because I'm stubborn, but <laughs> um, I don't. Know, I just I prefer the sound of the words golden stout. Golden stout, rich. Yeah. Flavor. Oh, it's. Uh, It's definitely worthwhile it's when, when you inhale as you have a little bit in your mouth oh yeah the aromas and flavors yeah I'm liking that um, again I would love for this to be a little bit more chocolatey maybe a little more vanilla um, we can certainly try again and modify the uh, adjuncts mm-hmm. the Oh my god, that's fantastic. Alright, so, enough, you know, stroking our egos. Um, back to the Bronco thing. Okay, so the brewing system for the guy who wants to have homebrew... And do nothing. And do none of the work, right? That was the whole point of the Bronco stuff, was you want to make a you, you want to make a roast chicken, right? And all you do is you set it and forget it. So, that would be the market. Plain and simple. You're looking for to help the person who wants to have homebrew... Yeah, wants to be able to brag that he's made homemade beer, but does not put, really put do zero much effort into it. Not even think about it. Um, obviously, he has to purchase. We say he. Uh, it's horrible to this say person. that. Sorry, the person because anybody You're can so be a sexist. Brad. It is totally sexist to say he, they, right? To, to change the pronoun, but we still the are person we are imagining. Yeah. Uh, so the brewhead that we are imagining, right? Um, they still have to buy the grain. They still have to choose the recipe, right? So there is still work involved. Find the recipe that you want. Convert the values if you need to. You know, build and purchase the grain bill. Bring it home. Start the mash. And then what happens? Because you still have to mash out. So does the mash out happen on its own? Automate that somehow? 
You could. You put a gear system on that, raise up the the mash pipe on its own. Yeah. Um, and then it can check the. At that point, you can't really check the weight because all the weights on the on the. You could think about like a rack and pinion, right? So like you've got a pinion right up the the side of the the mash pipe with the gear. Yeah, and the gear just ro- the rotates side, yeah. it up Pulls and just it. just lifts it out, right? Um, you'd still have to dispose of the grain, so there's that part of it. So there is still so, work to be done. Yes, but that gear and pinion will be outside of the kettle and somehow reaching over top and holding on to the mash pipe to lift it? Uh, well, you'd have the gear system at the top of the kettle, right? So th- that's where the motor would be. Yeah. And then the... Um, and so it, like the, the, the pinion itself... Or is it the rack? No, that's the rack. The pinion is the gear. The rack would be inside, alongside the, the mash pipe, right? And so the gear would be just sitting in the inside of the of the kettle. It's enough to touch it. I wonder how mechanical equipment works in a sticky, like, sugary wart. Um, well, that would deteriorate the, gear, the gear itself would, would have to be uh, stainless steel. The motor would have to be encased in some kind of waterproof housing. Um, you can do it on a piston instead yeah. of a, a rack and pinion. Put in a piston in the bottom of the thing that lifts it straight out. Uh, powered by like hydraulics? Well, hydraulic or uh, pneumatic. Either would work. Yeah. It's an enclosed system, right? Um, Brief interruption. Yeah, sorry. Got it. Got the. Here's the radio for when we go to the park. Which. Sure. Um. What's, oh yeah. So it would be an enclosed system. So regardless of what what you have in it, if it's air, you're not going to be including any hydraulic fluid into your potential um, wart. Right. Right. So you're just going to have a piston in the middle of your wart. Um, it would have to be an entirely stainless steel system as well. However, doing that inside. Could you just make it outside of the kettle? Why don't and we just have a hook pit- to come to the top of the mash pipe and raise it out? Why, why don't we just pitch it to the Ronco people? They know how to engineer <laughs> shit. We know, I don't know why we're going through it well, here. Well, you wanted to talk about what you would change about this. Oh right? uh, well, what I would change is is have levelings. I would need to know the level of all the liquid that's there. So that's important to me. You see that on like kettles, like a coffee. Like with those, the carafe, big yeah, carafe of coffee. There's yep. a tube that comes outside, and it shows the level of the coffee on the inside. Yes, and now that, like that plus the level that's in the mash pipe when you lift it out. So a second, okay, right? Because keep in mind the volume that the that the grain is taking up as soon as you're you're mashing out, that is going to be removed, and so that was displacing whatever so liquid that was in, in there. the kettle's going to drop a lot. Yeah, sure, a lot. So. Um, but if you had that tube on the outside, we wouldn't have to be hovering over top of the kettle right now to try and see the the exactly. gradient inside the tube. Yeah, and that that level would go up as the water's coming out. But sure. I still don't know how much is inside the mash pipe. So I had to guess um, like, like how much or when to stop. And even as right now, like I'm looking at this thing and it's still trickling liquid out the bottom. Um, but I know it's not empty. No, there's quite a bit of water still in the grain. Yeah. But 
we could just heat up the proper amount of water to sparge with. Yes, we could stop being monkeys and do actual <laughs> math. Yes, um, you're you're right. Like we we could. Like my fear is every time that you boil water, you lose some of it. So being exact, is but the sparge water going in isn't boiling. It's not uh, that hot. That's true. It is. It isn't boiling. It is still hot water though. So there is some steam going on, but it's not... Well, not steam. Evaporation. Yeah. <sighs> Knowing the levels of the mash pipe would help only in trying to get a, an equivalent value in the wart. But knowing the wart level before starting the sparging minus the grain would also help. And I don't know if you can get that. Can you get the number of how much wart is, is in there other than the grain? No. Right? I don't think so, because how, how do you figure out how much water the grain is soaked up and the conversion? I don't know. Yeah. It's not, like, it's working. We're just going to put it up to the pre-boil volume and go from there, boil it down to six and a half gallons and ferment it yeah um yeah so um ronco we're gonna contact him see if they still want to make this though <laughs> but what changes so that other than the levels well i mean i don't think there is the, really anything you can do that's fully automated no right the aspect of pulling out the mash you have to be able to remove the whole thing so now we're talking well, we about some kind of conveyor system or something that you're rinsing it as it comes out or and on a small scale that's not going to work no however in the spike system they you know you have everything in one and then it moves to another right where the mash stays and the wart leaves oh is that right yeah they pump the wart out okay you know um so that is and an option just, are they still sparging in that uh, they're adding yeah water to the top of that yeah. grain okay. pretty pretty sure there was um but then they, now you're talking a dual vat system right right where you technically can vacuum pump right where you suck out all the fucking water out, out of what's what's in there but now is that more in Which a bag like so brew in a bag yeah you're not supposed to squeeze the grain. So that vacuum pump would be doing that. It would be. So, so that's... Well, then it's brew in a bag, period. Basically. Right? So you brew in a bag, um, but you're still doing full, like, all grain, right? Or even combo, right? Where the extract can be inserted in right before the boil. So you brew in one, and then whatever water's from there gets drained out. And moved into vat number two. Yeah. And in vat Other number two is where the extract is. and Just in perusing through YouTube, there's so many different ways that you can make beer. So I don't know if we're going to like really reinvent the wheel right here. Probably not. Like We're, we're two amateurs talking about starting our own fucking brewing system. Right? Like, <laughs> we know nothing. The arrogance. Uh, how dare they think they know shit. Um, no, we think we don't know shit. That's the difference. 
Well, I'm willing to always accept that I don't know anything. Right. Because then... Uh, and you're curious. I'm, and you yeah. learn. Yeah. Love the background noises of the park, by the way. It's very calming. Are you, can you hear that through the oh, yeah, yeah. headphones? Yeah. yeah. But it's fantastic. It's... Uh, you have a you have a, a lovely little uh, setup back here where it's there's privacy, but you still have the ambience of uh, the world around you. Yeah, we're in a, it's a little subdivision, but it still feels somewhat private. Yeah. Unlike me, where my backyard is open to three people. Yeah, it's okay. Share, a shared backyard with three other. Well, B- Benjamin has started playing with the kids around the area, and oh, so good. they they make their way into my backyard now. I'd rather that than the kids would be off somewhere else I mean they're all close to home everyone can see their kids but honestly the kids come I would rather the kids hop on their bike disappear for the day oh yeah go and be kids go and explore right you know like obviously we we've um, injected technology into our lives to the point where it's impossible to get away from it so just give your kid a cell phone or some means of communication if an emergency arises and then let kids be kids. Yeah. Well, was it two brews ago where I had to walk over to the park because Patrick <laughs> climbed into the basketball net? <laughs> With yeah. help from his sister. Well, uh, true, but it, he wouldn't have experienced the panic and, and need to that defend oh, shit from... That moment. Like, yeah. I can't get out of this spot. Like, I... I'm trying to... to in, you know, I'm trying to show William that part of it, too. And, and he's, like, I'm 14 now. Right? Oh. Where... You need to, to to experience a moment of, I have to fend for myself, how am I going to do this? And it starts you know, starts small. And for him, he freaks out when, when he can't open a, a combo lock by just spinning the lock. Or just the frustration gets Just him? the frustration. He can't, like, and like, it's break it down to what you're doing wrong. Are you spinning in enough times to begin with? Are you rotating the correct direction? Are you at the right number, right? Have you passed the the appropriate number to get to the next one? Have you gone too far? Break it down and figure it out. But freaking out and losing your shit over opening a combo lock is the beginnings of I'm never going to be able to help, to fend for myself when real emergency happens. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you just lose it like that, I don't. I'm trying to explain that to Juliet too. Like she doesn't want to do the jujitsu like it's a bit of a battle to get there get her to each class yeah but i think there's value in it so i'm i told her like you you can go and have fun or you can go and be miserable it's up to you but you're gonna learn this stuff and it's like try to trying to rationalize with her why you're doing this and the value it could be in the future and she's just like meh don't care yeah it'll never be it'll never help me there's no point um, but you have to just playing devil's advocate. I know I don't want to, uh, you know, interject. But is she living your life? Does she want to play football at West Canaan High? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I know I, you have a you you have an affinity for for jujitsu. You understand it. No, I don't. Shh. <laughs> that's the point I, I have so much to learn and I see where they are yeah and they're just fighting every opportunity to, to learn something and most of the time they end up being paired together in class yeah so he's too busy giggling and 
being a little kid. So she gets frustrated, angry, and she just sits there waiting for him to smarten up. And it's back. It's this back and forth game. This is where you kind of you, you wait for the ref to look away, and you just elbow clock them on the side <laughs> of the cheek. You know, just just right in the cheek, just bam. You're like, well, their coach is is my coach too, and when he's busy with the class, he's got maybe. 10, 10 kids so five groups of two that are practicing something so well he's helping someone else I am, I make sure they're in front like near me yeah. I'm sitting on a bench off the side of the mat okay then you elbow with them in the yeah, face a little bit <laughs> I, I straighten them out when I can but I also don't want to be that it's very difficult oh it is sides, yelling at the kids to um, get to work Giving you my experience of being the assistant coach of of the sports teams hmm. oh I was William's soccer coach for a year. With your vast knowledge of soccer? I had a year of assistant coaching the previous year. <laughs> and there was nobody to coach his next year. And I was oh, like, Oh, no. I guess I'm the coach. What? <laughs> this is not how I planned this. Um, so I was coaching his soccer team. Uh, being in charge of a bunch of kids. And I know absolutely nothing. The only thing I learned was that... Um, you never ask for permission. You always ask for forgiveness. <laughs> that was the rule, right? Um, now, is this the rule you taught the kids, or is this a rule that you learned for no, yourself? No, that's the rule I learned from the, the previous parents. coach. Oh, okay. Right? Just do it, and then say, "My, my I'm sorry, right? You know, because you're not supposed to change players at a certain point. You have to change it at an exact moment where, like, you have possession or something like that. I'm not oh, really sure. Okay. The only thing I learned was just like, whoops, I'm really sorry, Ref. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Please forgive me. Uh, yeah, you know, I've got no experience in this. Please, you know, please forgive me. Well, everything's a learning process. You have to be willing to look like a fool to some degree to yeah. um, ready to learn. One of the things I learned when I was being like an assistant coach for Sam's baseball team is that um, third base coach can. Uh, is not allowed to touch any of the players, right? As okay. the, as they touch, you know, like as they're on base. So a high five or something. High like five that. is bad, right? Touching them to tell them to to steal home, bad. Yeah. Right. It's an instant out. So you're like you're tapping them, go go go. Yeah. Out. <laughs> and you're like, don't do that. Um, the other thing too is that the, there's there's a level of humility that you have to have. Uh, I'm just going to check on that level. Oh, well, we can take a quick break for that. No, I can hear you. I'm oh, sure. But then I can't hear you when you talk. Um, we're, we're at exactly where we need to be? Yeah. That's perfect. I stopped putting in water at the... Uh, we were at, what, uh, just under seven gallons? Yeah. Like so six, six and three quarter, quarter, and then I topped it up to an inch... Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know what? You're going to need my help over there. There's a lot of stuff to get done. So no, it's still, it's eating up. So once we get to a boil, we've got to get the proteins out of there and then we can have the hops. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's take a, a, a break in, uh, what, when it starts to boil. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do that. In the meantime, that mash pipe is just hanging in the sky. Uh, mash pipe in the sky. Moving your microphone. Apparently, you're moving everything. Are you, are you comfy? I'm good. No, I just want to keep an eye on the wart, see when it boils. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Now it's limp. 
<laughs> just just tighten the little thing there. There you no. go. Technology. Yeah. I actually made that joke the other day. <laughs> what? I'll get back to the coaching thing in a second. So we're over at uh, Noble Grape, and I can never remember your phone number. Right? So they're like, what account is it under? And I'm like, uh, it's just like phone number? I'm like, even worse. Uh, 70, some, it's a, yeah, and then it's these three, and then there are like four other numbers. Right? <laughs> Um, anyway, so she asks, uh, you know, did you, oh, actually I asked her when are hop spiders going to go on, on clearance? And she goes, never. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And she goes, but they do go on sale like w- once or twice a year. Okay. Right. Um, but you get notified those if you're on our mailing list. I'm, and she oh. goes, are you on our mailing list? I'm like, well, it's Sean's account. So that's probably a no, uh, cause he doesn't know how computers work. <laughs> Well, you're not entirely wrong. So anyhow, I put my email address on uh, on our on your account in Dartmouth. Okay, uh, but Except I'm pretty sure I'm the one in. Yeah, okay, because I am on the one in Bears Lake. Okay, so that's that's not bad. Um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she put my email address wrong. <laughs> You didn't get any emails from that? Not that I didn't get any emails. It's just the way she responded after I gave it to her. It was weird. She goes, I thought you meant Proton as in, like, like science. And I'm like, it is Proton. Because <laughs> like, I use a Proton mail account. It's free. It's, you know, it I've inc- never heard of it. It's like Gmail. still free. Um, there are limitations to the free account. Uh, but there's, like, a crazy level of, of encryption that goes on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you want your emails private, get yourself a Proton Mail account. So not Gmail and Hotmail. Fuck Gmail. Fuck Hotmail. If you have a Hotmail account in this day and age, right? You're either like a nine-year-old who have like <laughs> snuck your way into a Hotmail account, um, or you still have like an account that has the number sixty-nine after it, and you're like, nah, it's sixty-nine. Uh, uh, back to the coaching shit. So. Um, you have to have a level of humility and apparently stealing home is like a horrible thing right because you're just rubbing it in the face of i don't know it's it's not that like so at at the kids levels it was um tyke and might my uh those levels okay? okay like um nine and ten i think those are the, the age groups okay it's been a couple of years since sam's been in baseball but I would love to get him in back into baseball. Uh, he, the kid can play. Oh yeah, and I just I would love to get him back in. Is he quick? He's fast. Huh. He has a he has a, a pair of heavy hands, so he hits it hard. Right. Um, there was a moment there where it looked like he could have been a pitcher too. It's like he had all it going for him. I'm like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> and then we just stopped going because one year that was it. The, the guy who ran the league decided not to run the league this year. Oh, crap. And there was nothing. We couldn't... They, there was no other leagues around to get into. And, nope. Oh, that sucks. And so we, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't play. Um, anyhow, the, uh, the stealing home, these guys said it was dirty baseball. What? I'm like, there's no such thing as dirty baseball. Like... It's it's you, you take play, every advantage you can because that's the game. You play by the rules and you score or you don't score. Well, there you it baseball is a stra- is a strategy game. Yeah. Okay? It's not a like yes there is skill involved, but the the actual game is like the actual game is from the coach level. 
Okay, you need to you know to, to have the kids are just tools. The kids are tools. They they are <laughs> the, the you know the the they they're, they're the infantry. Okay, you send them into battle, but you use them to your advantage. You put them in a specific batting order. Yeah. Do you have okay. you got the roundup a cleanup hitter? At, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's it's the general the conducting the armies. That's the strategy of the game, and putting your people on third base. You want them on third. Especially at that level, because the kids can't control the uh, the throw at home. Oh, it's always wild. It it's is going to the backstop. So a wild pitch, stolen. Steal that uh, that base. Okay. I would have as, them as steal. the pitchers winding up. Oh shit! Yes. Down. Oh my god! I I had them steal two of those. Or <laughs> just as he's starting to pitch, you run. Because you know I don't care at that age. They're not paying attention. To yeah, that. and like the only way, you, like you have to make sure that your batter is not in the way. Well, so then the, each batter needs to know to look before each each pitch. Just turn a little bit, yeah. Like, and so that's why I would pick it on any of the uh, the uh, the lefties. So <laughs> yeah. the the lefty batters, yeah. I I would steal on them they're because looking at you, and they're, they're on the they're other side. Of the way. They're on the other side yeah. of the plate. So steal on the lefties always. So right. if you if you're on third and you see someone who's you know like one of our players that are are you know at bat and they're on the other side of the plate, you're stealing while they're pitching. Yeah, and just run, run and slide. <laughs> Teaching kids how to slide, by the way, is amazing. It's fun. Oh, because they're so afraid of it. Really? They're Depends immediately on the kid. no. They're all all kids are afraid of it right away. No. <laughs> let's let's teach Patrick and Juliet how to slide. They will be afraid of it. Yes. Oh, but not it, all kids. They. <laughs> the, the, I don't know. The two examples they're, I'm trying to give you, and you're like, "Yep, those two immediately." Well, like, hold on a second. <laughs> I can't teach you. You know that. Those um, two are not all kids. There's rough and tumble kids that do not care. They've probably been doing it since they were. Um, walking, sure, sliding and bumping and everything, and just not okay. So, but the, those are the extremes. But for the most part, every other kid is still afraid of sliding. Huh. They think they're going to hurt themselves. It is the coolest thing to watch, like to do sliding training, right? And now, are, in in this league, are they all wearing like baseball pants? They're all the wearing baseball and all pants that, so and jerseys. Well, the jerseys were, were t shirts, but yes, yeah. baseball like actual baseball pants. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and then we'd have to start having them wear gloves. Oh, to slide. Yeah. yeah. So as they're sliding, they're not going to rough up their their palms or their hands. Right. Um, and that's the team you got to worry about when you come up and they're all wearing the the, the pants and the gloves. The, the pants and the, and the gloves, and you're like, shit. <laughs> this is not going to be an even score. Did you play growing up? Uh, I played when I was 13. Okay. That's the first time I started playing. Okay. And then it was windmill pitching. And uh, we were on the worst team of the league, and it, it was it was known to be the shittiest team in the league. Every yeah. year, all Every the good year. Play, all the good players played in the town, just like five minutes down the road. Okay, and we were whatever was not given to that team. <laughs> the leftovers. Yeah, all the shitty players that did, uh, didn't qualify for uh, Rockton, Ontario. Not Rockwood, Rockton. Rockton. Yeah. So uh, there's the Rockton World's Fair that happens right. every yeah. fall. Um, so that baseball team was always the best players in the area from Flamborough. And, and then all the shittier players who were not qualified to play for Rockton played for Sheffield. And that's where I played. 
Well, if it's the first year you're playing and they're 13, the, most of the other kids have been playing since they were like five and six, right? Yeah. Which is why I wanted to get Sam involved right away. Um, same with Will. I wanted to get him involved in sports. He had soccer for a couple of years and then just gave that up. Did he enjoy it while he was doing it? Kind of. I think he didn't enjoy me as a coach. Oh. I, I'm not easy on them to begin with. And and then throw the fact in that now I'm coaching a team. Also, and, his father. Yeah, but it's not like I'm, I'm deliberately harder on him. I'm hard on everybody. I'm your coach. I'm not your father. I'm like. Did that, you have a, a backup coach or whatever to be like good cop? Uh, no, no. Oh. There was no other parent that wanted to to, to coach. They were oh, all like you? they were all willing to sit there in the the sidelines. When it came to baseball, I was the assistant coach. So there was, uh, I was also the third base coach, right? Okay. So I would be third base. The other guy would be first base, and then we had our our head, you know head coach. Um. But yeah, the the aspect of coaching your own kid, you have to remember like you can't play you can't play favorites, but you can't do the exact opposite and be more hard on them than the rest, right? They're like, I expect so much out of you. Let's you know, you miss that kick, let's go get like twenty whippings at the van, you know? <laughs> you you can't you can do that for shit. them if they're not having fun. And that's that's what I'm trying to avoid with the jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, and like if you're if you're overly coaching them during jujitsu, they're gonna start resenting that and and not want to play, right? And I know jujitsu is not playing; it's just they're not gonna be they don't want to be involved, right? So it's it's and it's not you to blame; it's just the way that they respond to having two coaches and one is also the one that comes home with you. Yeah. Right, it's inevitable when you coach your own kids, um, and I'm not an expert at it at all. I, I only coached for a few years, uh, so like with the minimal experience that I have, I figured it out that they don't want their coach to come home with them. Not usually. You know, like yeah, I, even when I was growing up, like dad was the assistant coach, like more of like the uh, you know you know the guy who rushes on the ice when when uh, when a hockey player gets hurt. Okay. That guy. That was my dad. Huh. Right. The trainer? Is it trainer in that case, I, I guess? Think. Yeah. The 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 medic. Al- the almost medic, yeah. <laughs> Basically if the kid's knocked out, you're pulling them out on a stretcher, otherwise it's the guy who helps, you know, helps the player off the ice. Yeah. Um you know, that however, we, we would go for like chocolate milk after the game. That was the one thing. And that was the one thing that I uh, that I, I wanted to install with my kids. Is that after a game, chocolate milk, always. I guess that's the one thing that's different with jujitsu. Like, there's no. I mean, they they have tournaments and stuff, but not right now. Yeah. But I, at this point, I can't imagine my kids will ever be interested in the tournaments. Um, being center of attention just is not. Just, neither one of them like being the center of attention. Well, the the so question there really that is just you and another person, yeah, and you're trying to make them tap or score points, and there's a crowd of parents all watching, and they they I don't think they would enjoy that. So there's there's like there's no game day, yeah, like in a typical sport. Well, do you do you treat them to something after jujitsu? Not yet. Let me open this door because she's going to open it slowly and then she's going to ask a question. Ready? Try and be quiet about it. 
Always. We are always recording. <laughs> What's That's, up? Is that the only question you had? Do you want to ask another question? Patrick wanted to know if we could have some sour keys. Edit. <laughs> we'll pull this up. <laughs> um, is mommy working on her school? She's asleep. Where? Up in her bedroom. Really? Perfect. Yeah. You can have two each. Okay. You, Ben, and Pat. Okay. Do you treat your kids to anything after jujitsu? 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 At least one too many beers, apparently. <laughs> um, well, it is 6.3 alcohol <laughs> by volume, the Covfefe. Yeah. I misspelled that one. I noticed. Uh, there was one of the bottles of Hef that just had an F on it. <laughs> really? It just said an F. And I'm like... Is it rubbed off? No. Somehow? No. <laughs> it was the beginning of the word. <laughs> It was just F, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. Fuck it. It goes to the... <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the... Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, um, so, yeah, do you, do you treat your kids to anything after jujitsu? Not usually. Katie S- does sometimes. So stop off at the, uh, the convenience store on the way home and just grab a couple of cartons of chocolate milk. Start doing it every night, every night for them. And they'll start expecting it, and they'll be like, oh, I go to jujitsu. I get chocolate milk. Eventually, jujitsu takes over. Just treat them like Pavlov's dogs. Basically, um, I'm, I'm not saying do this maliciously. I'm just like, no, it's a you want them to be more motivation. Yeah, it's it, you want them to be more involved and and more encouraged to go to jujitsu so that they can learn these life skills to learn the um, uh, the the self motivation, the self uh, self discipline. Um, you you know they will pick all that up from jujitsu, and eventually jujitsu will take over, and then the chocolate milk is just a, a prize at the end. And eventually, like you, you, well, you start. They can buy their own chocolate. Milk. They can eventually buy their own <laughs> chocolate milk. But I my recommendation is just go the like go to the nearest or whatever uh, convenience stores on the way home. They can finish the chocolate milk before they get to the house, and that's it. And the chocolate milk is the, the reason why it's chocolate milk is that uh, yes, it's a treat, but it's the sugars and the calcium that they were retaining in the fats yeah. from after exerting all of that energy. Then I start just re- rewarding one of them. You didn't work hard enough. You did. <laughs> you get a chocolate milk. Yes, I noticed you pinned quicker this week. You get a larger chocolate milk. Yeah, and you're like, eventually it's just you're my favorite child. <laughs> like, you it get becomes, to sit in the car this time. The other one in the trunk, in the bed of the trunk. No, yeah, then it becomes white Russians when they're nineteen. Uh, with the chocolate milk, that's called a brown Russian. A brown Russian. A brown Russian. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. White Russians is just sweet enough. It, it's cream and. And um, is it Kahlua or just uh, some coffee, some kind of coffee liqueur, yeah. and and then vodka? But you replace the cream with a uh, with the cream or milk? I think it's a heavy. No, it's just milk. It's just milk. It's got to be a heavier fat milk if it, if it is milk. Damn it! All right. We could look it up, or we could just talk shit and pretend that we know what we're talking about. Which is kind of our thing. 
I like doing it because I, then Crystal yells at me while we're while you she's. You don't listening. know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, another episode of of hearing how Daryl's absent-mindedism, uh, absent-mindedism, <laughs> absent-mindedness, uh, absenteeism is a thing. Regardless and irregardless, <laughs> and I misspelled white. It says woot. <laughs> woot Russian. Woot Russians. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't want to. I like. I want to ruin the tradition here. So I got to get something wrong so that someone can yell at me while listening to our show. <laughs> if it's Dave, Grace. <laughs> Don't do it! Don't, <laughs> don't use the sound of stream for, for God's sakes. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dave, if you can record that for us next time, we want a regular clip of you saying "Don't do it." Oh fuck! Put it, put it on the soundboard. Oh yeah, we like, I w- we really need to make some money off of this so we can buy <laughs> systems, yeah. just so we could do stuff like that. So uh, I'm gonna pitch it one more time. Uh, please, you know, buy us a, a beer, but it, not don't buy us an exact beer. But you can give us money through buymeacoffee.com/slash/mashbrewcast. Um, you know, please get us a better system so we can start doing funnier shit like that having, having a soundboard of, of Dave yelling at us to not do things or Crystal saying you're a fucking moron this is the right way to say it um, yeah that, so you were that, right it's cream in a white Russian yes I fucking love being right it happens a lot but you know you still gotta <laughs> cherish every time nice. so modest too <laughs> Uh, I'm still liking this beer, by the way. I should finish it. You, you've already finished because I had more. That's okay. We can open another bottle at some point. Of Cofefe? Of the Cofefe. Okay. Um, how's our boil doing, by the way? Just so we know. Um, yeah, we should probably take a pause and check on that and get some of that protein off the top. Okay, so uh, let's take a quick one again. Sorry for the interruption, everyone, but uh, like I said, we're trying to brew beer at the same time, and uh, this process requires us to take a stopping point while we work. I'll be right back. Anyhow, gotta love when the cicadas are on and then they're not on. Time travel. Yeah. Um, But it's an obvious hmm, jump cut. Um, We'll play something in there. Who knows? Sure. Uh, We are currently into the boil. Not into the mash, but we are into the mash. (laughs) Now we're just confusing people. Um, It's half the fun. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is a very heavy hop schedule for the uh uh for, for this brew like there's it's a 70 minute boil we got it at the 60 minute mark the 30 minute mark that 15 we throw in the uh um throw throw in the irish moss and the nutrient then we throw in another one at the 10 minute mark and then we throw in at the zero minute mark so there's a lot of stuff going on and then dry hop at 40 at four days later, we dry hop again. So there's a lot of hops. Um, but yeah. So uh, you you look thirsty. 
Oh, uh, what's in the box? <laughs> what the fuck did that hit? <laughs> the other bottle. Flipped off to right off the Oh my god. Yeah, you fill yours up first this time because you gave me more than you gave you. So to be kind to you, please fill your glass first. Glub glub. That still looks lovely. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about beforehand? Anything important? Not likely. No. So um, when it, oh here, thank you, sir. Um, okay, so the uh, you you bottled up our uh, two bottles of Skidabral, <laughs> and uh, beyond that, we have the APA. Now, this is going to be a little different. Thank you. A little different because we dry hopped the zero mark on that one. Inst- instead of putting it in at the boil, we, right. we put it in the cool. I wish um, we had something from the first time we did the APA to compare. Yeah, we were greedy and drank everything. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Uh, clinky from way over there. Still covfefe. Yeah. Um, we, you had mentioned or called it um, morning brew. <laughs> I thought so it was kind of good. Uh, what did I text you? Uh, the because I mentioned something in Katie's uh, Facebook thing, but then I called it Morning Brew, the coffee flavored fermented beverage. Should we throw in an AKA beer? <laughs> like, sure. Uh, but we could call it Morning Brew. Like, you know, what was the other thing you came up with when we figure out the the cannabis leaves? brew we call it something else oh uh just Maybe a, a 420 uh, no it was a wake and bake i think it, um shit why do i keep sending you a whole bunch of texts i gotta stop doing that yeah just wake and bake yeah how do you push people to drink in the morning however it's more of like a it's well <laughs> drink more in the morning um, I think it's how do, how do you encourage people to to drink outside of their comfort zone? Just <laughs> or the what was it the sleepy saison? Drink while you're sleeping. There you go. Um, no, I guess whether it's the time of day that they choose to drink, the the type of beverage they type of drink, they type of drink they want right. to drink. Um, you know, get people out of their comfort zones because. I don't. I don't know too many people who are eager to drink a cannabis-infused beer. However, from my understanding, the THC in the CBD gets boiled off. There's very little in the the fan leaves anyway. True. <clears throat> but if you're using the actual bud, yeah, I think the temperatures you're working at is going to kill any psychoactive nature to it. So this is where it brings me to the doctor that I reached out to through that same system that I found, Dave. Okay. This guy is a doctor in the field of medical cannabis. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I figured if we could get him on our show, explain to us. Give us some ideas. Kind of give us some ideas, but explain to us how we could go about brewing uh, with infused cannabis and retaining any CBD or THC qualities. 
Because to be fair, like, it would just be an additive after the the cool down. Well, you're just adding oil to it then. Basically, would the oil actually mix with the with the beer wort? Well, you, um, I don't know. Like that's that's it's why I fear because it would be more right? of a tar, right? It's pretty thick, yeah. Yeah, so it'd just be it and float in the and it's fat soluble, right? So it would just float in the wort. So that's how I—that's what I don't fully understand. So I'm hoping if if we can speak with this uh, this gentleman, he hasn't reached no or hasn't responded to me at all. But um, I'm hoping he does because it'd be great to have someone come on, explain to us the the benefits to to um, in, infusing you know, cannabis into beer because they they are of the same family, are they not? Uh, hops and, and cannabis are cousins. I think they're fairly similar. Yeah. <clears throat> but have you done any research on it? Have you looked into it? I've just ideas? seen recipes. That's it. Oh, yeah? Um, just a couple of recipes that I've found. You know, obviously the one that has, like, was it 21 pounds of, of leaves? That'll be tough. For a five-gallon <laughs> batch? It was insane. Let me see if I can bring up the recipe again. But the um, recipe itself... Oh, see, I don't even know where the hell it is now. Oh, I can smell those those hops, hops from over yeah. here. They smell yeah. really good. There oh. are more hops. Was it under? Yeah, there, there was. There was right here. Okay, cannabis infused beer, and so the options were that you go with mm. uh, twenty-eight grams of hops. So that's no cannabis. That's an ounce, right? Uh, yes. Or you go 14 grams of cannabis flour plus 14 grams of hops. Or 227 ground, ground grams of cannabis leaves. Or ground. grams of ground cannabis leaves. Oh. So, like, dried and Pro, yeah. ground down. Yeah. Huh. Um, And the yeast and the <laughs> We're gonna have a podcast of us just mumbling <laughs> through a recipe. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so pale haze THC infused beer. Can you please, like, just be straight with your recipe for fuck's sakes? Um, so angry. <laughs> Want to vape to chill? Yeah, so they they, they do have a process here, but the, you're, you're you're mixing the muslin wrapped cannabis in your glucose in the wort. So in your priming sugar is what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. So it's at the very end of the process. Right at the end. So. Put the glucose in one of the boiling pans of water. After it's dissolved, put the muslin-wrapped hops slash cannabis in the same pan. Simultaneously, put the malt extract into the other pan. So they're doing an extract version, but... Um, we could try an extract beer. Or a split. This also has uh, ground ginger in this recipe. But essentially, you, you're doing everything last, 
right, right before bottling. So after the fermentation is basically complete, and the the alcohol is made, then you're adding the flavors. Yeah. So you're so, and you're not getting any chance of, of boiling off the the, uh, the 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 what what are those chemicals? Just can I say chemicals? Cannabinoids. That's the word. Gotcha. Those things. I didn't even think that was a real word for the half the time that they would use them. It's like you, just, you made that up. You were just making words up. Oh, you. <laughs> Do you come with the car? <laughs> Good old Simpsons references. Uh, one minute before we jump back into the crazy hop scheduling. Again, uh, what are we calling for next? A five-minute timer and then a ten-minute timer. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cough. Oh, um, mask day is tomorrow, by the way. Oh, the 1st of August. Yep. Yeah, apparently it's tomorrow and not today. So, I I don't know, did you get the text? Did you see I was asking about your, like, the tube things? Yeah, if I got that. Could uh, we order those with, into the mash on it? Prob- I wouldn't do it through Teespring because it's just too much of a complicated mess. Okay. Because they're using a third party themselves, <laughs> so it's like provide this third party the information through us. So like, so like, Why you're are taking a cut off of off and, of what and I'm making it all overpriced. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's find their third party and cut them out of it. Uh, I'm gonna check to see what we can get out there. Plus, what I'd rather see is like a print. You know, like with the little dandelion all over, and have one that says "fuck dandelions" yeah. or like you know, into the mash. All right, can you go toss the Irish moss into the there? Uh, hey Siri, can you start a five-minute timer, please? Okay, five minutes and counting. Do we have to give Siri like? Props on oh, that bucket down below, by the way. Yeah. Um, do we have to give her props on brewing and whatnot since she's helping out? Like, list her name as one of the. Yeah, uh, uh, Siri, the brewmaster assistant. The brew assistant? <laughs> the brew assistant. <laughs> um, yeah, the, a print on these things would look much better than, than just a word because you, the word can be anywhere on it and it doesn't look so right. So, just your dandelion? Well, the dandelion, we'd have, like, or just try to find that same text that says into the mash and just have that all over the place. I think I'd prefer a print just because it, it's, it's it's noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Well, and those things, I don't know if any of the masks work all that great, but those things are kind of more comfortable than having some loops on your ears. Yeah. Well, my and glasses... it looks like you're wearing a mask. And my glasses don't stay on my face. When I have those oh, yeah? th- those masks on, you need your glasses all the time. Uh, well, I tend to like wearing them so I can read shit. Yeah, like I can see perfectly without them. It's just a little blurry. Okay, right. Like I can't read shit on my screen now. Oh, really? But what I know happens? that it's a spreadsheet. Yeah, right. I can see that there are lines, but I can't read any yeah. of the words. I put them back on. Yeah. I can actually read shit. Let's see if those are. Try try my glasses on. We're we're doing this? (laughs) Sure. It's a weak prescription. It's like 0.75 and 0.5. Oh, well, it's a little off. Um, But I I go without my glasses all the time. It's just mostly for driving. Yeah. No, I have grown accustomed. And this is the problem. My glasses are that the arms are really flexible. 
and I do that because I have kids and my face gets mashed around with something at some point, but then it doesn't have any sideways pressure, so it doesn't grasp onto my face. Far it off. Yeah, so as I was filling that keg over at Noble Grape, wearing a, a face mask, <laughs> my glasses almost fell right into the fucking keg. So I like I did a swift glasses. arm movement to knock them into Amanda so she could catch my glasses. <laughs> but the these headbands that I have, like the face masky style, where they, you look like a... A bandit? Yeah. Um, I've been wearing those on my head for years. So... Obviously, I'm not anti-headband. I like headbands. They're good. Pulling it over my face is not a fan of, but I can still do it. Yeah, but if you look like you're wearing a mask, then they're more comfortable than the stupid paper masks that you can yep. pick up. And since you're not mandatory medical mask, you can wear anything you want. Like a plague mask. Or a garbage bag. Just With eye holes. Just pull up garbage bag over your head. I've already said this once before. I just like duct tape it shut so you don't get you know COVID, right? Oh, plastic garbage bag. Yes. Okay. What other garbage bags do you know? Of? Just I was picturing a paper bag over someone's head for. Some oh reason. no! I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. A plastic garbage bag, and then you want to seal it though, right? Get nice a nice and tight, and tight seal. Yeah. No more COVIDs. Um. Yeah, that plague mask that I bought has a bunch of holes right down at the bottom, so like you don't fog up. Okay. Right. So you can breathe nicely, but I figured that's not, you know, not masky enough, not barriery enough. Yeah. Um, so I'll put this on, and then I'll put that on, right? And so that you can't see my head at all, you won't know who I am. And there's just beak walking around a store. You should just borrow that hat too. I could. If, if it were black, it'd be I went. Perfect. I went looking for them. Like it's kind of like a like a black tilly hat. It's like a tilly hat. It's like a. Like a pork Quaker? pie hat, but not. Pork pie? Yeah, the hat that uh, Walter White wears. Sorry, sorry. Oh. What, what is this? Uh, Hen- Heisenberg? Uh, Heisenberg. It's the Heisenberg character that he plays wearing the hat. <laughs> That's a pork pie. But it's, it's not one of those, but it kind of looks like one. Um, I've, seen, I've seen someone who, who uses a tricorn hat. Oh, yeah? So like tricorn, like like the pirate hat. Um, it looks like a pirate hat. Um, uh, you could probably just do a hooded cape, right? But again, that's the whole outfit. Like a Quaker hat. Um, just get rid of the buckle. Yeah, yeah. You could probably do something along those lines. The whole purpose is just to show how ridiculous this whole system is. A Quaker hat. <laughs> a trucker hat is the Quaker, Quaker logo. <laughs> All right. That is... Yeah, that is Morehops. That is the first level of Cascades. Hey, Siri. Can you start a 10-minute timer, please? Okay. 10 minutes and counting. Thank you, Siri. I wonder what happens if, we, if she actually responds to that. Hey, Siri. Thank you for all your help. Of course. That's it? That's the best that the the, uh, the developers and writers could come up with? Because of course. Not, a joke? Not, nothing to, like, stroke my ego or something? Like, you know, oh, you're the best... Uh, oh, no, now we're getting like to like Joaquin you're, Phoenix you're, and she. You're, you're, you're my most favorite master. <laughs> like, well, we've just crossed a line. <laughs> um, 
Joaquin Phoenix and what? Sorry, Joaquin Phoenix and she, she, she didn't or her wasn't he had like he fell in love with his AI or something on oh. his phone. It was but pre Joker. Yeah, I think I think it is actually her. That sounds her movie. No, now she's going to come up with her movie. <laughs> um, her. Spike Jones. Starring Joaquin Phoenix. It is her. She? Her? Her. Who knows what these pronouns these days? (laughs) Let's just call the movie they. (laughs) What the hell is that hat? A Civil Revolutionary War Uniform Quaker hat. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's massive. Very broad, grim day. I mean, at least you're in the shade. Yeah, yeah. And so is like half the neighborhood. <laughs> Thanks for walking around with that hat on. It's so nice and shady here. So, okay, so we have uh, one more uh, one more cascade to go in at the uh, the zero mark. But then uh, that's pretty much it. Like, Nothing else exciting going on here today. No? Okay. Well, I don't want to bore the shit out of people, so if we got to cut it off, we got to cut it off. What do we have for time? Uh, we're at a buck 48. Really? Yeah. We've pushed it. I guess so. But keep in mind that, uh, you know, we've taken a couple of breaks here and there. We, yeah. Uh, I, do I haven't been paying attention much to, like, the social medias and what's going on in politics and, like, riots and stuff lately, so... I don't have much to comment on. No, I I also kind of took a break this week on it. Yeah. I figured you and I were getting a little angry. A little bit. So, speaking of which, have you been unplugging at all or just not listening to that? Just not that. Okay. Basically. Um, I've tried to unplug this week. Like put the phone down when you come in the house. And, yeah, like yeah. it goes away. I don't look at it. I don't I try not to go on my computer. And if I have to go on my computer, it's you know ten minutes, fifteen minutes max. It's probably a good idea. I mean, especially right now, Katie's on vacation because we were supposed to be going to Ontario, right, or to go back to the cottage for the long oh, weekend. Shit, yeah. So she's got that time off, and yeah. May as well just spend some quality time and get off the phone. I'm building a fire pit. Nice. I yeah. saw you the remodel. It, it went yeah. from the saddle shape to uh, well castle. It's kind of castle-ish. Yes, it's uh, mid-production right now. The um, the lower layer has been cemented in using um, high-temperature um, cement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not PL. Um, however, I might end up having to go to PL for the next stuff because it looks like this stuff is water soluble still, which is really not good. It'll just break down. I know. Well, cement's not really watertight. Not supposed to be. <sighs> but this was supposed to hold this in place at the same time as be, you know, not breaking as soon as there was enough heat. I, I got it from the the um, the chimney slash uh, fireplace department section of crappy tire okay right um and so i bought a couple of things of those and i cemented those in place and then went from there but uh i I might go to like a high temperature pl for the next layer 
So when's the uh, inaugural fire? Hopefully soon, because uh, I'm I'm getting antsy. Yeah. Yeah. The. Um, I mean, you can always come over here. Could, but your fire pit, your fire pit is subpar. <laughs> it's subsurface. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I just like it's been this heat wave, so I haven't been able to kind of, yeah, you know, actually legitimately have a fire and not. Right on. Well. Not bail on it. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. um yeah so uh let's let's close off the show because uh at this point it's just some cleaning and uh you know chilling the wart um i i do want to do some research and then talk on our next episode about uh jumanji because it's a preview some foreshadowing there you go uh jumanji your kids are watching that today and the original with th- Robin Williams. Yes, and then so I've seen at this point all of the Jumanji movies, and I want to kind of piece them together to see where they failed. See how well they tied them together. Yeah, well, it's not that they tied them together; that they they intentionally tied them together. But then I want to know how bad they fucked up, because the the lady who owns the spoiler alert, the lady who owns the the restaurant that Danny DeVito used to own is the aunt from the first one. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which is really funny because um, when she entered into the in the, the movie part, right, so she shows up and I'm but like, the, hey, that's, that's B.B. Newworth. She was in uh, Frasier and Cheers. And, and like, and, and it didn't clue in like until like <laughs> two hours later. I'm like, she was also in the first Jumanji. What the shit? <laughs> like, so, well, again, spoiler alert, it was pretty great when Danny, Danny DeVito did the, the smoldering look. <laughs> Uh, that the rock does <laughs> uh so yeah so we want to talk about jumanji so uh you're gonna have to do some research to watch a couple of jumanjis and i get them to get up to date uh, well no we've all seen it great but, but i want you to have it fresh in your head so for our next episode i want to be able to, to rip jumanji apart so Just, what are we looking wednesday uh i don't know tuesday sure whatever okay we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a day it doesn't to the people listening in it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter, matter. yeah Right? Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. We're here for them. No, it only matters to you and I. We have to get together on that day. This is true. Everyone else listens to us to us on some other day. I think we might be going to PEI next week. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Potentially. So but we'll. Uh, it might be a late we'll week. We're playing around that. Yeah. Who knows? So, All right. Well, thanks very much, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure getting into the mash.